Hi, I'm Callum Cameron, and you are listening to Gut Talks, double G, U, double T. Because you're in uh, Python, Mel says, co-creating future societies with different stakeholders. So what's your approach to co-creation? Most importantly, it's actually first building out the, the relationships and the trust between those different players. My thinking is that there are amazing entrepreneurs, both idea people, visionary people, and executors out there who can actually create an amazing world. But then there are the enterprises, the governments, and so forth, the industry, who have the power and resources to actually implement and scale those solutions there. So the idea is finding a way, finding the channels to bring them together. That happens only once you've got the trust in place. So first building out the relationships, finding the channels they can actually work together through, and then finding the activation points for that. And so this is where a lot of the thinking has gone into Accelerate Estonia, the inner labs that I do, and any future stuff as well, is actually building the relationships, the trust, and then working out the, the best environments, platforms, to actually get them working together and scaling those solutions. So we're going to talk about this, I guess, but before that, do you think that you being in Estonia is helping you achieve what you want to achieve and you know, building relationships and taking the process as you just said it. So you don't need to educate too much at the very beginning. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, you're definitely right. Being in Estonia firstly is incredibly inspiring because you can see how it's worked in the past. You hear a lot of the sort of um, the, the founding stories of the Estonian e-governance systems and the digitalization of society here in Estonia. A lot of the ideas and solutions just came from people in government, people in the private sector, whoever just sitting together and having a drink or just having some sort of space where they're able to actually talk openly, knowing also that that wasn't their only interaction because often they're going to be connected through families and, and other stuff out there that you can be. You might be prime minister or president, but you're still going to be at the family barbecue at the end of the day. And it's the all the same people coming together in these spaces. So having those conversations meant that they were able to actually build out these wonderful solutions. And I think I take a lot of inspiration from that in that if we can get the right people in the room together and remove a lot of the, the pressure around selling and so forth and just getting them talking, that's massive. And then if you can, Estonia has a wonderful brand now as well for innovation, both on the government side and the private sector side. So putting that wrapper around it opens doors. Yeah, it's true that I know some people who actually told me there were, I told this story, I think, on another podcast, but it, when they go to the US, they say that they're from Europe because they know that if they say they're from Estonia, they wouldn't know where that is. <laughs> but maybe this is changing. I don't know. Yeah, my guess is it depends where you go, right? If you go to Silicon Valley, oh, right. Estonia is very well known. If you go yeah. into maybe even New York these days as well. I think anywhere where there are sort of either big financial services or a big sort of startup ecosystem, then they'll know Estonia. But oh, if yeah. they're not, I mean, hell, even in Europe, we still struggle with people knowing where we're from and taxi drivers in London. You sort of have to explain the geography of the, the countries around Estonia before they can get some idea of where it is. I guess that's fun also. So it's part of it. That's how you can brand it and support the brand. Like, you know, this brand, you know, this brand, you know, this company, blah. Oh, that's from here, right? Like, that's exactly it. Yeah. And Skype was the big one, obviously, yeah. to get our name out there. So how long have you been in Estonia? Coming and going since 94. So almost 30 years now. Jesus. Wow. My partner's Estonian. We moved back here in 2007. So yeah, 16 years now. Okay. Uh, just, 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 just three years. 
<laughs> still going. So how do you find it like with the weather? So uh, as you probably heard, and I think we've probably talked about this before, Estonians have this a really good saying that there's no such thing as bad weather. There's bad clothes. And it took me a few years to get that, but it's actually true. As soon as I bought like proper winter boots, was given a proper winter coat and so forth and hats, and that stopped being a problem. And summer here is, or spring, summer, something special in that is the really aggressive growth in nature is quite actually exhilarating at the time. The challenge though is really the darkness. My assumption was that would get like uh, easier over time. In fact, it gets harder. It gets, I mean, for, and you'll understand this yourself, but so if you come from the sun, yeah, living a large part of the year in the dark is a real challenge. So that's yeah. the hardest part, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think I would find it hard as well. I don't like it when it's really, really hot, but I do, I get your point. So you travel a lot though, right? To London, which is very sunny. Not traveling so much these days. Actually, it's starting to pick up again. So I was traveling a bit up until COVID. Then obviously COVID brought that to a stop as of, I guess, mid last year. Actually, no, early last year, starting to happen again. But it's still only two, three trips a year. Okay. Yeah, I kind of felt this because for me, it's already been like three trips this year. And we're like getting to April. I didn't expect that because I... uh, invested a bit in tech to be honest thinking I'll just be stuck home for the rest of yeah. not my life but for a while and it's like it seems that everyone wants to get back in person which is nice especially when you actually do in person like kind of workshops and sessions and, and training mm. it's nice but to be honest I've been missing my two screens and <laughs> stuff you like that safer distance the, or the digital digital distance no I think I just got on the way the second looks like my I was geeking a little bit with tech but I'm not, don't consider myself a techie in that sense. I do enjoy in person also, but I just felt that it's going quite fast to get back into the in-person thing. Not saying it's a good or bad thing, but I didn't expect this to happen. Like, I'm not going to say quickly, but it seems that it's getting back to what it was. I don't know yet, but I have here actually on my screen, on my other screen. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with Callum Cameron. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one.